magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Touch Arcade Show. Push the button. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 561. Uh, I don't know. What's going on today, Eli? Man, I find... cool? Yeah, well, I, I don't know if you would call this cool. Do you want to update on local Knoxville drama? Because I've been glued to my computer uh, oh. over the last couple days over this so like i'm sure there's something very rational happening right now oh yeah well it involves next door facebook uh reddit uh, mm, so you're perfect. in for a treat on this one right so um we've got a you know knoxville like a bunch of cities has a bunch of these kind of like i don't even know what you describe them as like bespoke crossfit gyms i guess like yeah, surely okay. you've seen the kind where it's like oh we bought this like really cool looking like industrial building with like mm-hmm. big garage doors in the front and we bought yep a ton of weightlifting equipment and like when you look inside it's like oh man everyone inside there's 100 times cooler than me and i could never go there kind of thing you know yeah I they're, know exactly i'm sure they're all about. over the place in california yeah. right um so someone that that went there uh like spotted a guy with a very questionable tattoo that mm. took a photo of it and it's like to me, as clear as day, the white pride worldwide cross, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I guess they like made a made it. They like went and talked to the person working the front desk, who I'm sure was just like some teenager that was like, I don't know what to do about this man. Like, I don't really know right. who you're talking about. Like, I think they already left. Like, all you've mm-hmm. got is like this super zoomed in creep shot of this person and mm-hmm. everything else. So, so what do they do? They take it to social media, right? And like. Mm-hmm. It just fucking blows up everywhere about how this gym is now a Nazi gym because they had this like one guy going there that had this like what appears to be a, just a clearly problematic tattoo. Right? right. And it just like absolutely explodes. So like what's the next thing that happens? The owner of the gym weighs in and his whole thing was like he just like put everyone on blast about like, you know, these woke mobs going after people for no reason. But no one no one took the time to even talk to this person to see what their tattoo Boy. was all about. I, I, as the owner, took the time to talk to this guy and his explanation is just fucking insane. It was like, it like basically the, the, like, remember the episode of Simpsons where Sideshow Bob is explaining his like die Bart die tattoo. And he's like, no, actually yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's in French. It means the Bart, the, I have to just yeah. say, I love Bart Simpson so much. Like, it's basically like yeah. the equivalent of this where it's like, no, I just, I just really like the Celtic cross. And like, I had no idea, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, I just really love metal and all this other stuff. Uh-huh. Like I'm definitely not a Nazi and all this shit, which is just like, yeah. stirred things up even more because people are like okay well like even if this truly insane story was true like there's countless mm-hmm. shops and stuff like that in the area that do uh free cover-ups for like uh, you know problematic like tattoos yeah. right mm-hmm. Where like yeah literally all you have to do is go and show up and like even if you didn't realize what it was like yeah how how, how can you know, how how can you be existing in today's society with like a huge fucking like white pride tattoo or anything that even looks close to it and not have some well, I, I, um, 
I also think you wouldn't even have to full cover up. Like you could probably augment it in a way that makes it not seem problematic anymore. Right. Exactly. Like even if you intended for it to be like a cool looking Celtic cross and it kind of turned out shitty because you went to a real cheap tattoo parlor or whatever, like it's fixable. Mm. Like if that's what you're trying to do, like get it fucking fixed. So people don't think you're a fucking Nazi, but like the uh, explanation just seems crazy. And it's just like, uh, and now today has been something else because it's like, uh the the war has just begun between the people that were like see i told you all along it's this woke cancel culture and people are just making up stuff to be mad about people be like mm-hmm. this explanation is insane like this is yeah. the fucking way this is true and all this other stuff so and it's like a multi-front wow. battle between like facebook next door reddit like mm-hmm. different fights mm-hmm. going on everywhere different characters like it's uh it's been something else yeah i have so i have like um I don't know how to explain it, like a a friend adjacent group of people that I know, right, that I'm, I'm not like friends with and hang out with or whatever, but they're like friends of friends type people that I see occasionally or whatever. And they're um, skinheads. And but not like, not like Nazi skinheads, right? Because they're like, oh, well, shaving your head before used to be like Buddhism and stuff. And so we're taking it back type thing. Okay. And so, you know, it's like, it's always like, I don't want to hang out with those dudes because like, I don't really care if, if you need to explain that you're not like, right. you know, like that's I feel like thing. that's beyond, you know, if, if your intentions are good, that's great. But if you can't see that right away and it needs explaining, I don't think that I should be around you. And um, it just always seemed like so silly to me to be like, take such a hard stand for something like that. Like where it's like, yeah, dude, it's... Hey, it has mean something different now and just let it go and find something else to do. Don't, I don't think you're going to take that one back, you know? Uh, yeah. Like the same with like swastikas and stuff where it's like, Oh, well that was originally a religious, like dude, just let it go. Like don't put, don't put one on your body yeah, or no, you know, whatever. That's so I, I don't know. I guess we'll see how this pans out, but either way, it just seems like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. just, uh, the perfect thing to argue about on next door. So yes. It does I don't know. Like that. It's always have, it's always a bad sign when you like look at next door and you see it, our next door is typically pretty tame. You know, it's like, hey, anyone mm-hmm. know who the black guy is driving the brown truck going door to door with <laughs> suspiciously <laughs> doing things on people's porch like that kind of stuff. But it's like this was like, oh, shit, there's 200 comments on this. It's probably going, something yeah. crazy going on here. Um, I uh, we had on the other side of the country, we had our own little national blip um, because of. Uh, there's like um there's this park that's like on the edge of our like midtown area and like one of the borders of like our actual city is a huge levee and then the river's like right there right and so we're like we have levees all over but like these ones are like houses 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 and then a levee like you live next Mm. door to a giant levee and then on the other side of that is some train tracks and then further down is like the river and so um the levee area has always been kind of problematic with like homeless and whatever for not just recently too, forever. Um, just cause like homeless people kind of gravitate to like rivers and stuff. And so, um, it's always been like a little bit of a weird area. And we actually lived like a block away from this in an apartment before we bought our house. And, um, so right next to this levee area is also a, a park, a pr- pretty large park where they have like, um, kids soccer practices and uh, I see yoga things going on there and normal park things or whatever but it's always a little sketchy especially like at night and stuff because you're right next to a big levee there's like 
it's kind of dark and weird and it's just not like a great situation to be in you're on the edge of town right it's not like a park yeah. in the middle of like houses all around you and stuff like that like and so um so over the last couple of years basically since covid like there's always been a, like one or two like homeless people posted up around this area um but then more recently this place like grew into like a full tent city across mm. the street from this park and um and so it's been a problem going back and forth, especially for the people that live around there. I'm thankful we don't live there anymore because yeah. we're literally like a, a one street over from this. But um, and so recently somebody took to next door and Reddit, I think um, they took a picture of the bathrooms at this park. And it was like the baby changing tray was pulled down and just littered with needles and baggies and oh, just gnarly yeah, stuff. And so people are chiming in and they're like, oh, yeah, like my kids used to play soccer there, but they've literally had to stop a game in the middle game in the middle come safe needle from the field where the kids were playing and things like that. Yikes. And, um, which is just like beyond unacceptable, right? Like that happens once you have to do something right, but nothing's really been being done about this park and yeah. people have been complaining or whatever. And, um, so finally this picture of this baby changing station with all the drugs all over it, um, gets posted and goes viral and gets picked up by all the national news and stuff like that. And, uh, they, um, the very next day after it was like in the New York post and stuff, um, are out and they sweeped out the, all the homeless tents and stuff and, uh, tried mm -hmm. to like clean up the area or whatever. But, you know, it just like sucks because it's like, I've seen a lot of things like that. And then I've seen a lot of people's opinion be like, Oh my God, Sacramento is so crazy. It's just homeless people everywhere and stuff like that. And like, that's partly true, but also partly not. Like I've also been yeah. to other cities that are kind of in similar situations. Like certain areas just kind of grab the, the homeless people gravitate towards it, right? Because it's in a sort of remote area or it's by a warehouse yeah. industrial district or whatever. Um that's a situation just by to be us. kind of on the border of of yeah, where it's like neighborhoody stuff transitioning to industrial area. And that's I don't know. But I just thought it was funny that now everyone just looks at it and thinks. It's like, oh, don't go to Sacramento because every public bathroom has drug needles everywhere or whatever. Yeah. But what sucks about us is like they keep like they keep like moving the homeless problem to a different like mm -hmm. they don't ever like do anything to help these people. They're just like, get the fuck right. out of here. And it's like, OK, right. they go somewhere else and that place becomes a problem. Yeah, it's just it drives me nuts where it's just like oh, you just can't figure out like why this keeps happening. And it's like, so you don't fucking do anything. You just tell these people scram. Yeah. So like, what do you well, think this... they're going to do? <laughs> This this particular camp like moved a block away onto yeah. the freeway on ramp and now they just moved. But like it's tough because we our city has set up a um a pretty huge park that is um it's specifically for homeless. Uh it has like um tents and showers and bathrooms and all that stuff. It's set up to be like a homeless sanctuary type place. Um but and so when they sweep a, a, a sidewalk city like this, they try to help people go to that place and they'll help yeah. them move and they'll help them transition. But um, most people refuse. And so, and I think probably the biggest reason is that you can't do drugs, right? Like that's a big reason, yeah. um, but also you can't have pets. And so if you have that's a dog the problem with us, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you're homeless and you have a dog and like, that's your best friend in the world or whatever, yeah. and you can't take that dog, like that's not good either. So um a lot of those people, like, I think 
there was something like 120 people that got swept out of this latest camp and yeah. like two or three just went to the the sanctuary place yeah that sucks um, i mean that that's that's the thing here too is if you have a dog you can't go to any of the shelters i mean like yeah and it sucks is like i mean fuck we've had like our dog for nine years right like if i yeah like if we were homeless for whatever reason like it's not like i'd be like all right well fuck you steve see ya i'm gonna go go figure it out yeah yeah see ya and enjoy life in the woods like we're yeah. gonna go live in this homeless shelter like i'd be like no yeah. fuck it like let's figure out where we can go and take the dog and figure out next steps kind of thing which well it's just annoying because like people you know, stuff like this gets posted and there's like the two different camps when people are like, hooray, thank God they got rid of all these tents. It was disgusting, like whatever, which they're very valid. But also then there's the other people that are like, these are human beings. How can you say that? Where are they supposed to go? All that other stuff, which is also very valid. Yeah. And there's not like an easy answer for it. But a lot of the people against sweeping these camps are like, there's nowhere for them to go. They need to build more affordable housing. And I'm like, that's not the problem. The problem is drug use, like 100%. Wow. You need to I mean, get it's... people into rehabilitation programs. Like having a a, a protected <laughs> area over your head isn't the problem. And there's places for you to go. There's places where all those people to go if they could have went to the sanctuary place, right? Yeah. Where they have showers and bathrooms and whatever. But that's not going to help them stop doing drugs. So... Well, I also, like that's I mean, the it's biggest like, issue to tackle. It's not the, it's not having a roof over your head yeah. necessarily. Well, also, I mean, I was like, fuck, dude, there's so much there's so many steps in between. Like I'm living in a tent to cool. There's a house I can afford now. Like, it's just right. I don't know. It's not yeah. that affordable housing obviously isn't a problem. I don't know. Everything sucks. It's just <laughs> everything does suck. That's it's totally like, true. But so I, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's it's just not a clear cut answer type situation to fix. I think uh, but that all the, the all the people online have their oh, one yeah. solution that'll fix everything and it's never, you know. I think the appropriate mindset is uh just being grill pilled. Um <laughs> yeah. which you know it basically means there's nothing you can do so just go outside and grill some meat. Yeah, I like I grill I like that actually. I uh I don't know. I try to like not weigh in on this stuff too much cuz yeah. like I said I feel like everybody all, all all points of view have a good, you know, make sense. They have valid points, um, but it's just not an easy solution either. So, and I also yeah. like don't. If I had children that had played soccer at that park, I would never let them go back. If that yeah, happened, that's, even that's once. the awful part of it all. You know, like, like the, that's not okay. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't know. Well, the world is sucks. Uh, everything's bad. But you know what's good? Amazon Prime Day. Wait a second. We just start off our podcast with some heavy subjects. Um, yeah, did I, you go nuts on Prime Day? We talked about this last week, right? You didn't really. I, you bought I got your Kindle. An, I got a new Kindle, and like uh -huh. I really feel dumb for putting off buying a new one for so long because the new, really? the new, like so I had the first generation Paperwhite. I don't know if there's been two generations between the one I have and the mm -hmm. or the, the one the original one I had and the one I have now, or just one. Mm -hmm. But. Mm -hmm. um, because before I was like, man, I got, I fucking have this. Like, because originally mm -hmm. I was like, I thought the only difference was, oh, this one charges over USB C and wirelessly now. That seems mm -hmm. majorly convenient. Mm -hmm. And uh, versus, you know, being the one thing that uses micro USB. Um, but what I didn't realize is they have an ambient, ambient light sensor in it now. And it does like all kinds of like different shenanigans with um, like the color temperature of the backlight, depending on hmm. like, like a lot like the true tone screen of the, uh, the iPad, you know, so you uh -huh. can like 
set it up to do different uh different color temperatures based on the time of day which is pretty cool because like at, at night it's just like you know warm kind of yellow and at, at during the day it's just you know normal kind of more white light backlight and stuff but yeah. what's a, a really neat feature on it and is um when you're reading in bed at night, it'll it'll turn on and then like just kind of like slightly get dimmer and dimmer as like your eyes adjust to hmm. the darkness, which which yeah. I like to me is like something that I never really thought about. But it's almost kind of like a killer feature for me now because it's yeah. like, um, you know, I do most of my like reading at, at, in bed at night. And it's always mm-hmm. I always feel like I'm kind of annoying Lindsay by like being like, oh, let me just turn on my flashlight over here as this, like right. Kindle illuminates yeah. like the yeah. whole room. Right. But it's it's pretty cool because like when it's um, I don't I don't really know how long it takes for it to like ramp down. It seems it seems very gradual that you like hardly even really notice it's happening. But when it's at mm-hmm. its lowest setting, it's like barely on at all, which is mm-hmm. really pretty cool. Um, as far as like not lighting up your entire fucking room and yeah and, and everything else, you know. So real happy cool. with it. Um, the screen seems a little bit better uh than what mm-hmm. I had before, as far as just kind of mm-hmm. like you know, it's an e-ink display, so it's uh uh you know a little slow, I guess, uh, compared mm-hmm. to you know normal screen, but this one seems a little better mm-hmm. than the previous one. And mm-hmm. I don't know, overall just uh real happy with it. The, I got the wireless charging dock thing which sits on the side of the bed, mm-hmm. and it's just like super fucking cool just like grab the thing and it's just never always mm-hmm. charged and nice. all these new cool backlight features and and everything yeah. else and i don't so you're know pleased very pleased yeah I so did you take your old one and throw it in your lake no that's I how you dispose a, of electronics right i'm gonna re-gift it to someone that uh does not have the finer tastes in mm-hmm. uh backlight color temperature and here i got a better one of these have my shitty one <clears throat> Well, I mean, yeah, basically, but you know, but that's not, no, that's nice though. I mean, you know, not everybody needs ambient light sensing capability. Well, I mean, the crazy thing is like the, particularly if you buy these things on sale, like they are not, they're not that expensive. Like I want to say this right. was like 80 bucks or something on yeah. Amazon prime day. And yeah. I was like, shit, this is, yeah. why did I wait so long to buy this? This is so much better. <laughs> that's um, kind of nice that you did though, because then you really noticed the upgrade. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when you buy every generation of something, you're sort of like, eh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's better. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure the next iPhone. I mean, what's wacky as shit is like the the feature I'm looking forward to most on the next iPhone is just like all these rumors about USB C. Like if it, I know, right? it takes USB C and I can just be like, all right, I'm done with lightning. Yeah, I am super duper in. Then the only lightning thing I would have is these stupid headphones, which they better come out with new ones of these. Well, so it brings up a, uh, did you see uh, the nine to five Mac uh, review of the new Beats Studio Pros? Mm-mm. So Apple, no, but I like those. Yeah. Apple just released a new set of the Beats Studio Pros, right? So the, mm-hmm, and what's, mm-hmm. what's wild about them is they're $200 cheaper than the um, AirPods max or whatever like mm-hmm. so they're mm-hmm. 350 versus 550 but like when mm-hmm. you look at the feature list of these things it's like it blows those headphones out of the water and then it's like mm-hmm. it's got that has USB-C that has both like uplink and downlink connectivity mm-hmm. so it's like you're not just using it to charge you can do like all sorts of um like the 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 digital to analog stuff mm-hmm. built mm-hmm. in on them which I, I can you do those can can you do any kind of like 
DAC connectivity with the AirPods. I feel like I remember that being like mm. that. That being one of the things that people were mad about. I with those. think if you buy the cord, you can because Apple mm -hmm. builds that stuff into some of their cords or like their headphone jack adapters for lightning has a DAC in it, I think. But oh, OK, I, I, I don't know. I know it's not really an issue with me with these, but um, well, but with I, this, it, it just seems like it's two hundred dollars cheaper. It's got a mm -hmm. bunch of features that like I don't care about, but people mm -hmm. buying high end headphones probably care about. It's got yeah. all kinds of crazy like USB-C connectivity. It's got a three and a half millimeter jack. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it just kind of seems like these are the headphones that like everyone that complains about like the way that Apple kind of moves with like removing ports and making things proprietary and things like that. Like, mm -hmm. like these are the answer to that. And they're $200 cheaper, which is yeah. uh, kind well, of I, a surprise so to me. I went through... Um a few different styles of AirPods and loved them for their convenience, but they never fit right or whatever. Mm. And then I finally settled on the Beats Fit Pro, which are like AirPods with wings, basically, but they do all functionality wise, they do all the same things. They connect the same way and whatever, and they sound great. And they were cheaper than AirPods. And so like, I like the AirPods, but these like work for me way better. And I haven't switched since and I love them. I use them all the time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Beats is sort of like their place for like actually more user-friendly or usable kind of audio gear, I guess. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I'm one of the more rare instances of somebody that couldn't jive with AirPods because they wouldn't fit my ears right. But, mm. but yeah, that, so I was like looking at these because I love buying Apple headset stuff because of all the connectivity sure. features, right? Yeah. Like that's the main driver for it. And um, and when I bought these a few years ago, I was, have been very happy with them. They sound great and they connect easily and all that great stuff. But yeah, like I feel like the Beats ones would be I've been looking forward to those coming out because I might switch over to those. So I don't even know why Apple makes these like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, why I even have these. I don't know. Have, like if you own Beats, like, I don't know. It's just weird. That's what's so like, shouldn't everything be Beats or maybe everything be Apple. Yeah. I don't I don't know like I mean I imagine there's probably a lot of value in the Beats brand still but like it seems strange that um and I guess you could say this is a problem for like Apple across the board and so many things now like you know it seems like one of Steve Jobs big initiatives that I really like was like just like vastly simplifying the Apple product yeah. lineup you know mm -hmm. where it's like here's the six things we sell pick which screen yeah. size you want or whatever else right. like this is it. Like each one is a little better or different than mm -hmm. the other one. And it's like mm -hmm. very clear, very easy to describe mm -hmm. and, and everything else, you know, as opposed to now, it just seems like there's a, a lot of confusion in all. I mean, like even the Mac lineup, it's kind of like tricky to explain to someone like, well, Dude. why would I, why would I get like the MacBook air over like the, uh, like the bottom line MacBook Pro, like isn't Pro mm -hmm. better than Air? Like they're basically the same price. Yeah. Like, right? Um, you know, and and I feel like the the headphone stuff is just like even more confusing. I guess unless you just like discount Beats as like its own thing and like don't include mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. which I guess they kind of don't do when they just sort of promote the AirPods lineup. But yeah. at the same time, they're like all sold at the Apple Store, kind of like next to each other. Which yeah. I don't know. It is weird. I agree. And I think we've been saying for years now that somebody needs to come in and do that Steve Jobs quadrant thing where it's like, hey, 
the iPad line especially drives me nuts because there's a regular mm-hmm. iPad, there's an iPad Pro, there's an iPad Air, there's uh, multiple sizes of each. Some of them use certain accessories, some of them don't. They all have different keyboard cases. You know what I mean? Like it is yeah. Yeah. mess. And like every time an iPad goes on sale and I see like an article like, oh, lowest price ever on this iPad, I'm always like, which one is that? Like, is that one I would actually want? Does it work with the Apple Pencil 2 or 1? Like, you know, like there's all these questions that come up and I eventually just be like, yeah, whatever, I'm just, I don't need this. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, I feel like that and the Mac lineup could be way more simplified if they were just like, there's a regular iPad and there's a pro iPad and they both come in two sizes and they, all the accessories work on all of them, you know, something like that, which yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's just too much of a mess, I think. Yeah, I particularly as like they've um like I don't know the the Mac stuff to me seems like really I mean like so I'm looking at the kind of like compare Mac models now between like the mm-hmm. Mac the like the bottom line MacBook Air 13 inch and the 13 mm-hmm. inch MacBook Pro like both M2 mm-hmm. processors uh the Air's got a slightly bigger display you know mm-hmm. it appears to be the same like the MacBook Pro's got two more hours of battery life but that's probably just a wash at the end of the day. Right. Uh, you got the touch bar, I guess. And that's uh... I I just get annoyed when they don't when they le- they update a physical design of something and leave a legacy model of that design. Yeah. So like that bottom bottom line MacBook Pro or whatever, the 13, I think, is the one that the touch bar and stuff like that. And it doesn't have the notch in the screen or, or whatever. I feel like if they're going to f- update the physical like shape of things, just get rid of all the old versions. Right. Or or just run that old version until you're out of stock of them and then yeah. move on. But they're like making you could order and build a brand new touch bar Mac right now if you wanted, which just feels like you could spend like three grand on some MacBook that feels like outdated to me when you yeah, look at yeah. the design of the new ones. So yeah, it's I think the 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 pricing thing is the the weirdest part of it, you know, where it's like you can buy the old one that really, you know, when you look at it is probably worse than like the new other one yeah but it's more expensive because it's just launched at 1300 bucks and that's the price until they release a new one and it's i think if you're just some dummy walking into the apple store you'd be like oh this one's more expensive it must be better yeah you know i i I think they should do i i think for the macbook air have two sizes do away with processor choosing because it doesn't really matter right like make this a very light use computer and the M1 would be like more than most people need for everything, right? Yeah. And then just give you options for like RAM and hard drive upgrades, and maybe that's it. Um, and then have the Pro line be like, okay, what do you want your processor? What do you want your cores to be? What do you want your, you know? I mean, that's give kind you that of that more granular thing, but it's kind of what they've done now. But you can buy the Air in both M1 and M2, which like I don't yeah. think, I don't think, I, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't get the newer processor for hundred dollars more, kind of thing. Like it's, I don't know either and like maybe they made their they have stock right that they need to go through i don't know their situation yeah. so maybe it makes sense to do that but also like um price them to move too you know like make an m1 yeah. air be like 800 bucks and just have them fly off the shelves um and then the other ones start at a thousand or whatever i i think that's a super money like um price point for the entry-level macbook carriers too like yeah, a thousand yeah. bucks for like a really good laptop that'll last you 10 years like that's cool well so but, the, the the question this raises is like is there going to be a airpods max 2 i think they're soon i think there has to be i think apple 
maybe as a pride thing wants these because they have like the aluminum ear cups and you know what I mean? Like the um, whole system of swapping out the ear pads and, you know, like it's, it's very, they're very high end earphones and they sound great and they're comfy and I like them, but like, yeah. um, you know, and I feel like when you get to beat stuff, it's like, okay, it's a lot of like plastic and rubber and like, that's yeah. fine. You know, especially they're a lot lighter, that's better. Like as oh, a they're result. much lighter. Yeah. Like, yeah. These things are, are pretty diesel, but yeah. there is something nice too. I mean, it's, it, they feel super nice. I've had a lot of different headphones that um none have ever felt like this quality sure but do you even really want two hunks of metal hanging on your head or not like i yeah. i love these headphones but if i wouldn't be mad at a lighter version that had USB-C and all the other same features i'd well, still be happy so. it, it makes me wonder if the keynote which um god when did they usually reveal iphones in like september i guess like mm -hmm. early mm -hmm. september then release late september something like that so about two months from now like it makes me wonder if they're not if they're not going to like really lean into like USB-C like hey check it out like this is the cool new thing that that we're doing totally because this is exactly what we wanted to do and not because of any yeah. like <laughs> outside legislative <laughs> oh, pressure and like they will for sure position it like that and guess what like the new airpods are out and we've refreshed mm -hmm. the whole airpods lineup everything takes mm -hmm. USB-C now but I even yeah. call it you know like apple apple cord pro or something goofy like that to <laughs> make it sound even cooler yeah. um and everything else like i don't know I, it wouldn't surprise me which no, i I, no, no. I would be very happy to be able to just have everything in USB-C. like it's uh mm -hmm. very nice well i i'll also say like um i i'm i haven't looked at these new beats headphones but the, i assume they fold a little bit yeah they, um, yeah like, these don't fold at all and it drives me nuts because like yeah, I can put them in this little diaper thing and stick them in a bag and it takes up like a whole backpack space. So like, mm -hmm. you know, compared to before I had the Sony XM, whatever they are good over your headphones that are kind of like the Sony competitors, these um, loved them. If they had a Apple chip that did all the Apple things, I would never have got rid of them. I loved everything else about them, except that they're kind of a bitch to connect and have them switch between things like the Apple stuff does. So but those folded up super nice into a, a case probably just as big as this thing's diaper. And um, it, it was just is so much the, more. The technical convenient. name for the AirPods case is the diaper? I think, th I think we've settled on diaper. It is, or a bra. It's kind of a bra. But I guess um, it does look kind of diapery. It does, yeah. Does that um, come with it or is that like a $100 accessory? No, yeah, it comes with it. Oh, okay. But like, you know, like Waterfield makes like a really great $100 leather AirPods case, which like it's sure. not any smaller. It's the same profile as it is on my head right now, which I have a big head. And this is a big circle you have to put in your bag or whatever. So like the result is I don't really take these traveling. I wear them around the house. And if I have to travel, Beats the beats fit pro that are is the same size as an airpods case basically yeah um are the ones i travel with but if i had a folding pair of over your headphones i would for sure take them with me on on trips and stuff so i don't know i'll probably jump on those new beats um well so here's the question inevitably so the, drop in price the uh big thing with these that i've seen people losing their mind over is they support lossless audio whereas mm, none of mm -hmm. the nothing in the AirPods lineup supports lossless audio. So mm -hmm. will the next AirPods support lossless audio or will this be like just something that Apple knows that probably no one cares about and they can just have that on the Beats lineup and it satisfies the the people that um, actually care about that? 
No, it'll probably, I mean, I think it'll be a thing that everything will support eventually. Is it wirelessly? Because I feel like that was the issue before was supporting. Oh, that I'm not sure of. I thought wirelessly. Because I think if you plug in almost any headphones, they'll support lossless. It's the, it's the Bluetooth connecting thing that was like the issue or transmitting the data over Bluetooth. And if Apple's not using Bluetooth, technically they're using their own connection chip, they might make it easier oh, to yeah, do that okay. sort of thing. Yeah, it requires USB-C to do the oh, okay. lossless playback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's always been like the big hiccup with that stuff is like, that's why like the audio headphone community um everyone still has wired gear for the most part for their really nice stuff because um that's how you get like the full bit rates of your crazy music collection or whatever and that's why most people hate streaming services yeah. that's why most people hate bluetooth headphones. well i mean i would not say most people i mean i think that no, most a, people a don't very tiny shit. amount of weirdos <laughs> yeah, it's more accurate which like i was i was kind of in that realm for a while and it was a, it's like a fun hobby right like headphone stuff but um it starts to get a little wacky um and it eventually because I resisted AirPods for a really long time because of the fit issue. And so I went mm, through many yeah. pairs of wired headphones, found a lot that I really liked. Definitely could hear a difference, like, but not enough to override the convenience factor of something Bluetooth, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I, I have a, and I have same a with streaming that's... audio. Like I used to tote yeah. my music collection around physically on my devices, like iPods and iPhones and stuff and not use Apple Music or anything like that. And after giving into that, it's like, so much better you know what i mean like it's just so much easier and i don't have to like worry about keeping my music libraries like up to date on every device or you know yeah, whatever yeah, yeah I, I got a friend that's like super into the like make a high-end headphones and like mm -hmm. vinyl turntable kind of thing and like i've listened to music mm -hmm. on his setup and like it's it's nice yeah. but like sure. is it i don't even couldn't even guess how much the whole thing thousands of dollars i'm sure like is I it feel thousands like it's, of dollars uh, nice? No, oh, I mean, at least for me, yeah, I get to, right. I just don't care enough to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's most people. And like, um, I've also read a lot of things about like specifically things with like, um, the way people hear things, right? Like that bump in in like quality from like a fully lossless track to something that was compressed for you know Spotify or whatever. Um some people are way more sensitive to that than others. Right? right. Right. So you could like listen to it and be like, I don't really hear a difference. And other people are like, I can't even go back to the old way. Like yeah. I, now that I've heard this crazy pure music, I, I this is it for me. I think, so, yeah. I think if you can hear the audio compression, that would be irritating. Like I can, yeah. I can definitely tell like when I'm watching on like, uh, you know, some, some video and it's like, I, cause I know what video compression looks like. Right. Mm -hmm. But it like, mm -hmm. you know, it just kind of doesn't, bother me that much when i see it just like oh usually right yeah and i you know? i would kind of compare that whole thing to um people that like get up in arms over like a 240 refresh rate versus like oh. you know i mean i or 60 i'll or die whatever. on the i'll die on the high uh high refresh rate hill but that's about the only one that's fair but i've i don't really think i care beyond like 60 frames right but that's just me and like mm -hmm. similar to the audio thing like i think some people are way more sensitive to that stuff where it's like i can tell it's not 120 or you know whatever yeah um and they'll they'll go out of their way to make all of that work for them with like higher end gear basically to make their or you know 4k and 8k like can you tell a difference or whatever it's like I probably can't. I used to be kind of anti 4K before I upgraded my TV. 
geez, I was like, eh, I got 1080. It's fine. Yeah, it's it really good. And then you get 4K and you're like, wow, it does look better, but it's drastically better. But then you get used to it. And if you go back, you're like, oh, that looks like ass. 1080p mm-hmm. looks terrible because you're just used to the 4K stuff. Um, so I don't know. I It's all, I guess, relative. But yeah. What can Anywho, you do? Yeah, I'm excited for those new beats, though. I really will probably jump on them at some point. Those things always seem like the Beats Fit Pro that I bought were 200 bucks when they first came out. And I jumped right on them. And then like not very long later, it was like 150. And then a couple of times they've been 100 bucks. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah, my, I use them so much. I'm not really worried about it. My only beef with uh, the, the Beats line of headphones is they're like so not repairable. I mean, I guess not that AirPods mm-hmm. are either, but like mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. extremely annoying to me to because um, I, so I, I think I had the Beats studios what's like the normal beats like not the crazy ones the it was just like the studios uh, right solos or something oh, yeah so, uh, or solo twos maybe right Is something, something like that i don't, I think, I don't know yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah whatever like the normal the normal beats like they're not, not the, like the full over yeah, here right not the huge the ones, uh, yeah, yeah, the normal, yeah the normal like everyday uh, the every man's beats right mm-hmm. so those were like the first expensive head like truly expensive headphones that i bought i think they're you know like yeah a couple hundred bucks two or three hundred bucks something like that which at the time yeah. was like Oh, fine. I'll finally buy some fucking beats. Everyone has them. Everyone says how good they are. They just added the the Apple chip. So it works over AirPlay seamlessly. Like this seems pretty Mm -hmm. good. I'll just buy these. Right. I use a shot of them for, Mm -hmm. I don't know, a year or two or whatever. And then like Mm -hmm. the, um, the pad started to come like unglued Mm -hmm. from the the body, you know? Mm -hmm. And at that point they were out of warranty and it was just like getting that fixed was so expensive that you might as well just like buy a new, Mm -hmm set of headphones which just like really annoyed the shit out of me yeah with that and i eventually bought a new pair because i liked them so much but like yeah it's still irritating that like like uh, why in the world would you make headphones that don't have ear cups that are replaceable like i just like yeah do not understand so the the number one fail part of that and like probably the headbands cracking or, or whatever seems like areas that you should really focus on and have be repairable but Apple don't care. They want you to throw those out and get new ones. You know. Yeah, I guess most companies probably want that. Throw them in your lake. Just throw yeah, the old electronics a, in your lake. A lot of lot of e waste, which I uh, a lot of e waste. Yeah, I don't know. Um, kind of kind of becoming a little sensitive too, I guess. As I like, yeah, like have. I think I'm on like my third <laughs> pair of like AirPods, and it's just like the other two, like, <laughs> uh, like the battery life on them got real bad. Yeah. And it's like you can't replace the battery in them. And it's like, well, right. I don't want to just like throw these away. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you take can them to Apple take them to Apple. But like, but... you know, I, I feel like Apple has a good system in place for taking that stuff and reusing the components so they don't just end up in the trash. But how many people really do that? Right. How many yeah. people are going to make a special trip to the Apple store to drop their stuff off? I guess you could probably mail them in, too. But how many people are going to do that? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like most people. They don't necessarily end up in the trash right away. They probably end up in a drawer forgotten about. Oh, that's years. how. Yeah. I mean, you know. I have a drawer full of stuff with batteries in it. That's probably just going to burn yeah. my house down one day. And probably, right. You know, Me too. <laughs> just be the, the way things go. Um, let's, uh, I want to hit up. We have an email. Sure. Uh, before we forget. Oh, we have two emails. So I'm going to start with this one first because this is more of a you situation. Uh oh. Um, so it says, hey guys, hope you're both doing well. I can sympathize with Jared as I had a minor surgery some years back. It was a small cut for a minor problem, but it was so painful and I didn't want to go anywhere for weeks afterward. I can only imagine how hard it would be within the mouth. 
how did you eat the whole time uh on one side it was very annoying <laughs> i feel like i wore out one side of my mouth more than the other and especially brushing my teeth was very difficult because i would couldn't go on that side rough like I would normally on this side. Oh yeah. So brush, brush, brush. And then like my muscle memory would go to go to the other side and be like, wait, I have to stop and very gently brush that side. Super annoying. Anyway, mouth is still I'm probably 95% healed. So much better now. That's good. Um anyway, in the last episode, Eli mentioned updating old games for Game Club, and I hadn't heard that name in a while, so I went to see how it was doing. The social media has been dead for years, and then I saw it was bought out by Take Two. I know Eli left the company some years ago, and it seems to have gone downhill after he left. I wonder if there will be some kind of inside story of what happened since it didn't seem to meet expectations. Maybe it was unfair for Apple to launch Arcade right after you, and why would Take-Two buy the company and not do anything with it? It would be a good opportunity to revive the brand and add new games. They should revive the service, but I don't know how these company acquisitions work. Speaking of acquisitions, what do you think of Activision and Microsoft? Well, thanks again for the constant episodes. Don't feel any pressure, as I know being a father can keep you so busy. And any episode we get is something to celebrate. And that was from David. So thank you, David. Um, yeah, I don't know if you want to talk about Game Club stuff. Or yeah, it's um, I don't know what I'm supposed to even say, because like the acquisition was surrounding like so much secrecy and stuff. Um, that's why it yeah. didn't get announced until years later and stuff. But they're... They're definitely doing something with it. I mean, they wouldn't have bought yeah. it if they weren't. Uh, yeah. It's just uh, big companies move very slow. Yeah. So I think it, it is a little jarring to see a company operate at like a startup pace and then get acquired yeah. and then operate at a publicly traded company with board meetings and shareholders yeah. and all right. the bullshit that comes with that pace. Yeah. So. There will be something that I think you will recognize as Game Club at some point in the future. I have no idea when. Um, mm -hmm. I don't really have any connection to that anymore. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, it would have been it would have been awesome to uh, <laughs> not launch Game Club uh, into Apple Arcade, but you know, <laughs> such is life. Well, I think um, I think it's you look at Apple Arcade and it's 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 still there, it's still hanging around four mm -hmm. years later, whatever. Um, and uh, and then you look at Netflix, especially, which I feel like Netflix makes all the big splashy noise lately because they have big games yeah. come out or whatever. Um, and everyone's like, dang, like, you know, wow, I can't believe Netflix has so many good games. I can't believe it's included with my subscription. You know, Netflix has just got a lot of really good positive energy going for it. Um, and I think you see those two cases and then you see Game Pass and stuff. And as a company, you have to think we need a subscription service. Yeah, And so buying something like Game Club kind of just gives you a not quite turnkey, but close to it type One, library of games and one service could say that. and back infrastructure and stuff like that. And this is just me spitballing as a person observing. Like, I don't have any insider info from you or anything like that because you won't talk about it. But, um, you know, like, I think it's pretty obvious they're going to launch their own subscription service to similar to something like Netflix. Um, One I wouldn't could assume that. such things. Yeah. <laughs> it's not um, a big leap of, of faith, but um, yeah, I mean, because like to, to me, the the cool part about Game Club was the, all the underlying tech that made the whole thing work. Um, mm -hmm. Like the the game library was very much kind of like uh, how much how many games can we get in this as quickly as possible to prove the whole thing works. Yeah. Uh, and the tech is the interesting side of it to uh, mm -hmm. to people. So, 
Yeah. I, I don't know. It's something cool will come of it, I'm sure. You don't spend a ton of money on something and then just be like, fuck it, we're not doing anything with this. So Right, right. Well, uh, TBD. There, so. TBD. Um, and then as far as the Activision Microsoft acquisition, um I don't care. Hmm. One way or the other. I think it's probably if I had to choose a position, I would say more of this consolidation is bad. But yeah. I I feel like I'm um I'm sort of like maybe naive, but I trust Microsoft to do the right thing with all this stuff because I feel like they have so far with their other acquisitions and stuff. Um, so I don't know. I yeah, you know, are I they going to become a big behemoth and then rule with an iron fist? I don't know, but I also know that like it's good to give smaller. I wouldn't call Activision small, but like they house a lot of smaller developers and stuff like that. Um, I think it's good to give smaller people the resources to do things they want to do as long as they still have that freedom. It yeah. seems like Microsoft is pretty good about doing that with their games division, at least being like, hey, make your own thing. We're going to kind of keep hands off of these companies we buy because we bought them because they're already doing a good thing. Well, so but but here's the caveat with that. Right. And here's what worries me about this. Ac this acquisition is like when everything's going good, like it's fantastic. Right. Because it's like, holy shit, like now now like we had we had a lot of resources before but now we have like the might of microsoft like backing us like that right. like we, we have access to all kinds of cash and all kinds of resources and all sorts of stuff to just like do things that are beyond what activision maybe potentially even was capable of alone mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know big companies like microsoft will are more than happy to share those resources and give you the capital needed and everything else as long as things are going yeah. good but as soon as yeah. things start going bad, then that's when like these consolidations uh, start to get pretty gnarly where it's like, you know, it's I mean, like, look at what happened with Disney when Disney just like one day randomly was like, you know what, we're done with games and yeah. closed like, I don't mm -hmm. even know. I don't even I couldn't even yeah. guess how many studios kill how many projects right. like put all these people out of work. And it's all just because like when you're operating on that kind of like enormous scale and you need to balance yeah. your books. It's not like, oh shit, we need to lay off two people. No, it's like, all right, we're going to close 12 companies yeah, and lay off <laughs> everyone attached to all of them. And yeah. people that survive are going to be moved into this like consolidated organization that, you know, is, is totally different from what they might've been, yeah. been involved in, in the first place. Um, yeah. So I don't know that worries me, but as yeah. someone that really enjoys game pass and thinks that game pass is cool and mm -hmm. everything else, like I'm, I guess kind of excited for all the things that I like to just be on Game Pass. I mean, right. I don't know. I play a lot of Blizzard games, a lot of Activision games, a lot of Microsoft games, and if I can yeah. just pay 15 bucks and just play all of them. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's that seems cool. Yeah, I know. I don't I, I feel kind of the same way. I, I'm not super strongly either way, I guess. I'm happy to see what happens. If it turns I mean, out I do, to be a disaster does... down the road, I won't be surprised. Yeah, it, it does kind of bug me how it seems like every IP that anyone cares about is now owned by like, what, a half dozen companies, like At maybe best, less, yeah. you know? Right, right. Um, Which, yeah, not I don't know. great, I guess. Yeah. But I, at the same time, like, I don't. I don't know. I just like, want to play indie games on my Steam Deck. It so. just kind of like what's interesting to me is looking at this in like the historical con um kind of context of like when the government like broke up AT&T and stuff originally. Yeah. It was like, mm -hmm. you know, you have too much power as a phone company. Like we need to break you right. up into like all the baby bells. Yeah. Uh, 
and then everything just sort of like solidified back together and yeah. like AT&T <laughs> became like the biggest thing ever that you know absorbed yeah. Time Warner and what right. like Discovery now and 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 everything yeah. else and it's just kind of incredible to me how uh quaint I guess some of the previous antitrust stuff that that has happened you mm-hmm. know either in our lifetimes or you know not much before our lifetimes mm-hmm. compared to like the things that are just like a-okay now yeah yeah because like didn't uh did disney buy fox or something like they, they comcast own i mean like comcast merged with somebody big recently like it's what nuts i mean like disney yeah. owns so much stuff that like you could just yeah. conceivably just like subscribe to disney plus as like the only video thing that you yeah. have and right. probably have content to watch forever you yeah, know right I mean, you wouldn't That's have true. everything but you'd have a lot you know right. it just like seems wacky to me that like these companies can be in control of like just so much um, well it's but... weird too because i feel like a lot of this stuff gets approved or denied based on like previous history right and so if you're just yes. rubber stamping all these acquisitions the last 20 years what's to say no this giant company shouldn't buy this just slightly less giant company um, because it seems like it's been happening before, so we'll just let this one happen too, and then things kind of spin out of control. But yeah, it's just uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know. It just uh, it just it seems incredible to me that like this is moving forward with the same company that in God, I don't know when was like the late nineties, nineties or whatever, like the the Microsoft antitrust with Internet Explorer thing, where it was just like, where the basis of that was basically like, hey, it's not fair to Netscape if you have this thing (laughs) automatically installed with Windows. (laughs) And like, that was this huge issue. Right, yeah. But now it's just like, uh, okay, you just, sure, just buy everything, (laughs) become the biggest fucking thing on earth. And yeah, yeah. uh, You know, I guess when win uh, whatever game it is that everyone's trying to win by just amassing everything it's like a game of yeah. risk right where it's like the yeah. last person to buy the final company that just controls everything wins or something i don't fucking know <laughs> i don't know no all restaurants are taco bell no but i uh, mean if this i don't i mean the the thing that excites me uh, see there's there is potential for like exciting stuff with like the amount of studios that microsoft now owns because like before um it was like uh so fallout new vegas uh is is my favorite fallout game mm-hmm. and um it was always like this fan thing where people were like oh shit like i you know i'd, I'd love for there to be a, a sequel of that like made by obsidian mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. everything else but then it was like um but like uh did microsoft buy obsidian first and then bethesda i don't remember the order of operations but it was basically yeah. like well you know obsidian would have made a sequel i guess but now they're owned by microsoft and like it's not like we can get microsoft to do like a co-publishing deal with like a bethesda yeah. game like that just doesn't work but now that like they're all owned by the same company now like, maybe that I, could happen i yeah. mean what what would make me as as a gamer that likes these things like really uh kind of like more excited about this consolidation if it was like check it out like we're doing things now that previously were just like very difficult or not possible because there'd be like all these dealings in between companies and everything else but we just own everything mm-hmm. now so now we're gonna have mm-hmm. like we own fallout ip we own obsidian we're just gonna give it to obsidian and make fallout new vegas yeah. too because we can yeah and here's a whole bunch of money because we have that too. So just make a fucking awesome yeah. game and then we'll release it on Game Pass and you can just yeah. play it for 15 bucks. 
Yeah. Like that would be I, fucking awesome. And if they start doing shit like that, I think you'd, they'd see a lot of buy-in. Well, I feel like as far as corporate figureheads go, I, I like Phil Spencer a lot too. I feel like he's the kind of dude that would do something like that and be like, look, this is like a fan dream come true type thing to do. Let's make it happen instead yeah. of like more rigid corporate interest type person. But that could just be totally like a facade too. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I I do. Th- I like him more. It's like a, a, a company CEO type. Yeah, I mean, I think that Microsoft's games division, you know, whether intentional or not, does like a very good job of at least convincing people that like they care about games and and doing Mm -hmm. things that are cool and stuff like that. So I think it's in our nature to be, I don't know, uh, untrustworthy of stuff like that. Yeah, uh, because of all the I don't know, hello, fellow, fellow young kids type. Yeah, I guess. But I don't know. I mean, I, I've, I've liked everything to do with like the Windows Windows gaming stuff for the longest time. Microsoft publishing games have been really yeah. good. I have like the Xbox stuff from the first Xbox, everything that Microsoft's done with Microsoft Game Studios. So I don't I guess I'm willing to give yeah. them the benefit of the doubt, even if it seems weird where I'm to yeah. like be cheerleading a, another fucking mega right. acquisition, which yeah. I guess I'm not really doing either. But I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it comes down to like, what can you really do about it? Fucking nothing. Right. So, right. It's like either be mad or enjoy what comes out of it. (laughs) Um, And then uh, we had another email I'll get to here. Um, This is actually from Hacker Alias Shoes, who we read his email last week. Mm -hmm. And I feel bad. He actually asked these questions in that email, but I think we got sidetracked on VR stuff so hard that we went, we went off and forgot to answer them. But anyway, it says, Hey guys, thanks for getting to my email. I appreciate the suggestions and discussion. I did have a couple other topics that your listeners may enjoy hearing about. Jared, have you had any other house adventures or weirdos caught on camera? How was your house progressing? Eli, have you had any other odd issues with the police or neighbors bugging you about your Tesla? Thanks again. Keep up the great work. Um, well, I don't have any weirdos per se caught on camera. I think moving back home was a big uh, deterrent and taking the fencing down around my property oh, yeah. and moving the porta potty out of the front yard. All big red flags that somebody doesn't live there. Right. Um, so now that we've lived here and our cars are in the driveway every day and stuff like that, like I it just hasn't really been an issue. Um house progress wise is we are pretty much done there's a couple odds and ends of things to fix inside the house now we're really just focused on the front yard and um what we just had done last week was they replaced the main water line all the way to the street um because the yard's torn up anyway it was kind of the time to do it and it wasn't the proper size it definitely seemed like probably one of the previous homeowners did it himself at some point Mm -hmm. um because it also was like six inches below grade which it's supposed to be like 18 or something like that so we when we took a top layer of soil of dirt off the front yard to get ready to put like topsoil in and stuff uh we were scraping the water line because it was that shallow and we only took about four inches off so it kind of needed to be done um and it was pretty cool they actually used a thing called a, a mole where they dug under my driveway to connect to the um the main that's in the sidewalk um uh, so they didn't have to tear up the driveway which was kind of cool to see them use that big equipment but anyway so the water mains all replaced and now my front yard is just dirt and uh the next thing it'll go in is a fence so you should do the clover grass stuff that seems really cool never need to mow it apparently yeah it's like the new cool thing pam was talking about that yeah i is it good for like kids to play in and stuff i don't really know that's the only reason we really want grass 
this is somewhere for the kids to play but um yeah i've just seen just a few different videos of like people with small yards and like urban areas mm-hmm. like totally smother out their grass and then plant clover mm-hmm. over it because clover mm-hmm. only ever gets like you know four or five inches tall or whatever so you can just mm-hmm. kind of ignore it yeah yeah which, and it's grows like a weed because i guess it is kind of a weed so it yeah takes yeah. care of itself and that's kind of cool well i think pam actually got something maybe even that um a similar ground cover type thing for um kind of like our side yard areas that have a strip of dirt along the fence Hmm. um that's uh kind of the only the only dirt areas we have in our backyard because we have a pool and everything's concrete so like we needed an area for the doggy to go potty and so we're planting some of that ground cover stuff but but yeah the yard I'm just doing one at a time. The water thing is done. And now my next focus is having a fence. Nice. And then once we have the fence, I'll figure it out from there. But anyway, yeah, everything's pretty close to being done, which is wonderful. Yeah, I haven't really had any like weird, weird Tesla encounters. They opened a dealership Mm. in Knoxville and have just been like shipping a truly absurd amount of cars in our area. So it's like not Mm. abnormal to see Teslas anymore. So I think everyone kind of cooled their jets. But like when I got mine, I was definitely like on the the forward edge of like electric yeah. cars being in the area. Cause I, the, I, they delivered it to the Knoxville dealership like a couple of weeks after they opened, I think. So mm-hmm. it was like very much like uh, you had to try to get one here as opposed to just like it being another service center that no one cares about, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I get like coal rolled every now and again by some dipshit in a truck that tries to pass me. My car is so fast that they, are rapidly surprised when they pull in the other lane. They like just absolutely uh-huh. cannot keep up with me. Um, but I don't know. I've got uh, uh, actually a, a a piece of potentially breaking oh. news that might be oh. relevant for people Break that um, have not yet purchased Mist uh, seventy thousand times already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the humble bundle today put up the Mist in more redo. Um, I think this is the 30 year anniversary of Mist being mm-hmm. out or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, that. Sounds about right. Yeah. So it's uh one of these pay what you want bundles on Humble Bundle. Uh, mm-hmm. if you pay at least, I don't know what you get if you uh, there's like some random shit that you get if you pay like nothing. You get the masterpiece edition of Mist, but if you pay over twenty dollars, you get all the new, the new new remakes of Mist. Mm-hmm. Which I think is like the re 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 remake. Now I think there's been four mm. remakes. Yeah, I got an email too. Um, Miss turns thirty, and then but it includes this like abduction game, mm-hmm. which is made by some of the uh, original Mist people, I guess. And I've interesting. This seems like it is cool. I have not, I have not played it beyond just being like aware of its existence and hmm. people saying like, this mm-hmm. is like a, a spiritual successor to mist, but not, not really missed. It's like its own yeah. own game kind of thing. And it's been on my mental list of games that I probably should play someday, but mm-hmm. maybe never will because I have 20 billion other things to play, but right. You know, if you want to spend <clears throat> at least $20 and get uh, a dozen things to add to your steam library that you, uh, can sit around and consider playing someday and you want to play the mist remakes and yeah. all the uh mist adjacent adjacent games like uh riven and like mist 3 exile the manhole mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So what's interesting about this is I'm looking at it is that you can, I've never seen them a bundle split up this way, but you can, there's 12 items total. You pay 20 bucks for 12, or you can pay 10 bucks to get 11 of the items. And um, the only one it doesn't include there is the Mist remake that came out a few years ago. That actually came out on mobile this year too. Um, and it's pretty awesome. But <clears throat> if you wanted to just drop 10, you get the abduction game plus basically every of the older myths and adjacent games you could ever want, plus a few extra things. Um, with, so I 10 extra dollars for the Miss Remake is not, that's a great deal too, but if you didn't want to drop 20, dropping just 10 for 11 games is less than a dollar um, for all these really good missed versions, including basically the whole Miss series plus some adjacent games. So yeah, this um, like that's pretty the... cool. The re remake? How many how many mm -hmm. remakes is this the new one? Like this is like the third, but it's the most recent one. The re re remake. Yeah. Uh it looks it's been on my list of things to fuck around with because it looks like mm -hmm. they redid all the textures and everything. Whereas like Real Mist yeah. was cool, yeah, but it was like kind of felt like they weren't working with like the highest res stuff. They just kind of like no. yeah, yeah, yeah. took mist and but made it 3D, whereas this most recent one was like it feels like a modern like ground up kind of remake sort of thing yeah yeah that's basically it and um i i fiddled with it a little bit when the mobile version came out and it's very cool but i never i didn't play through the whole thing yeah but um dang i always kind of wonder how people like so i have real fond memories of this because it was like mm -hmm. uh you know like at the time it was like just fucking unbelievable bleeding edge gaming to be playing like mm -hmm. this on like any kind of computer that could run it right because it was like holy mm -hmm. shit like this thing's got real cd audio and um like actual video in it and like check out these mm -hmm. 3d graphics like this is just like truly unbelievable like the future is here but the right. gameplay is uh i don't know like very uh <laughs> I don't even know what how to describe it without sounding nasty. It's uh, it's the kind of game for an era where you'd had nothing better to do than just figure out things. Well, I also I don't think it holds up now, right? Like it yeah. was mind blowing thirty years ago, but if you played it now, you'd be like, "What is this? And why is this?" <laughs> right. Uh, but if you understand it, I think it makes more sense. But coming at it new, you'd be like, "This is kind of terrible." Well, that's why I'm kind of curious. Like, if 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 the re re remake is your first experience at Mist, and you you tried yeah. to play it without any kind of guide or anything, yeah. how long would you last before you're just like, "Fuck the what this is sucks <laughs> going on here? <laughs> this is this sucks." Because like when I played it first, you know, I was I was a teenager, and this was like yeah. the only game on my computer. Yeah, that was cool. You know, so it was just like I just figured it out because I had nothing better yeah. to do. You know. Yeah. I, I want to say I was in um, middle school when this came out, but it was like um, it was like uh, a, a cool uh, like schoolyard topic, right? Like, oh, I got past this thing because you do this or whatever. Yes. It was like past information era of video games, which I, I love so much where I was like, oh, my God, I learned something from friends at school about this game. I had no idea about mm -hmm. passing off like cheat codes and stuff. So. It felt like all of Mist was that, like, oh, if you talk to the right person, you'll find out what to do, or some this guy knows yeah, how to beat the whole yeah, game yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
it's like, oh, I didn't even know that crank did something kind of thing. Yeah. Like, And so like since that time, like I haven't played like the Space Quest or the King's Quest series since that time. And I have the fondest memories of all those mm -hmm. games and I've wanted to replay them, but I don't want to ruin my memories of those. Right. Um, because I feel like those games are super the same way and all the LucasArts games and stuff where it's just. Yeah, like... I played. Um, God, I don't remember like Day of the Tentacle. One of them, uh, like, I think mm -hmm. it might have been either Day of the Tentacle or Monkey Island. Like mm -hmm. when the, the mm -hmm. remakes got released that you could like push the key combo and like switch from like original retro graphics to like the mm -hmm. remake mm -hmm. graphics. Remember those? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like super amped to get back into it. I was just like, oh, man, this is just like not what I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I'm scared it won't be funny anymore, and I'm scared it'll be too hard and annoying. That's compared to, yeah. That's basically it because like you know, it, not it, ever replay those. <laughs> well, it, but but again, you know, it's it's like the perfect fodder for like I have nothing to do but figure out this game, yeah. and yeah, I I have three other friends that are playing it. And we're like combining yeah. what we figure out mm -hmm. to get deeper into the game, and and there was yeah. a time where like that was extremely cool to do. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know now, like the problem is like it's like twofold like now it's like you don't really have those like shared discovery experiences anymore and these kind of mm -hmm. things so you just like look up a a guide on game facts or whatever right. that tells you exactly what to do and you can just beat the game in a half hour because yeah. like you know when you're just given the puzzle solutions and exactly where to go and exactly what things to combine and yeah. stuff right. like that it's just a matter of going through the motions then. and the motions right. themselves are not that entertaining compared to like right. figuring the stuff out yourself but figuring it out yeah. yourself is so tedious and time consuming yeah. and like uh, just like obscure yeah that yeah. i don't really know if that's fun either i'm not really doing a good job of selling this hum humble bundle i guess oh <laughs> uh, i think the remake remake of mist d addresses a lot of that not maybe not some of the logic of the puzzle solving but at least it's more fun to like explore around because it's a 3d space like is it breadcrumb more on the puzzles like that that's what i would be curious i, I don't know for sure but i think there is like a way improved hint system to everything mm, too so of. that probably helps but i feel like when your original miss and you're like well let me go back to the previous screen well let me go forward to this screen well let me go to this screen to the side let me go yeah. back to this screen well, like let me turn this crank once what did that yeah, do okay like, i need to look yeah. through like 50 other screens to see if anything yeah. changed that's less fun than like, well, let me run around this island for a little while and figure things out. Like, yeah, yeah. so I don't know, but um, that's still a great, amazing deal for 20 bucks or 10. All the games you get for 10 is is nuts too if you don't have them yet. So, yeah, um, worth I'm looking stoked. into. I feel like I had something else I was going to say and I forgot it. Oh, well, I don't know. What are you going to do? Oh, thanks for emailing us, guys. Uh, if you want to send us an email, podcast at touchrk.com. We like hearing from people via email. Uh, always leads to some good discussion. Something I did want to talk about this week, which I don't think we have time for now, but I was going to talk about my Skyward Sword playthrough. Did you? Um, are you? Do you have any interest in playing this at all? You said you own it. I do. Right? I have extreme interest in playing it, but I'm like, okay. uh, I mean, Diablo Four yeah. Season One started yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch <laughs> of other shit that uh, I'd rather play. I guess I probably I, I'm grateful for my kid because yeah. that's the main driver of me playing this, um, which is cool because I probably would have never it would have been one of those games I never got around to playing. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot, but I also have a lot more criticisms this time around. So maybe that'll be a topic for next week. I'll hmm. I'll be yeah. even further in that time. But I will I think, say, hmm. I think we should shout out uh, Sean's uh, Apple Arcade list. 
as something yeah. that oh, yeah, is yeah, worth good. checking out because um, yeah, um i feel like i'm always in this fucking situation where it's like you know so many people i know know me as like oh you're like the iphone games guy which i play on my phone i've got apple one yeah. so i get these right, ar- right, right. arcade games which i play i'm always yeah. like oh man that's like being like hey i just i i have this video store down the corner for me what movie should i rent it's what's like, a good well, movie yeah right yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I just, I just discovered headphones. music. Is there any good music? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, thought, yeah Sean did a top 10 list. Really good. Yeah. Top 10 list of games, the best FLRK games as of like here and now. And I think he does a good job of nailing down ones. Some of them are like, they were good in the beginning of Apple Arcade and they've just got better because they keep getting updates like Sneaky mm-hmm. Sasquatch for sure. Or Mini Motorways. That one always gets updates. Um, and then there's some games that are just plain good, even if they don't get a ton of new content or whatever, they're just really good. Um, and See, I didn't tiny. realize that Sneaky Sasquatch got so many updates because like it's real yeah. ever since like, so I don't know. I, I think that overall the change that Apple made to iOS and the app store just like automatically update stuff uh, overall mm-hmm. is good, mm-hmm. particularly with like how many fucking apps I have on my phone. Like it would be a nightmare to every day be going in and being like, oh, let me read. All I the still manually and, update. <laughs> oh, really? I don't. Yeah. So like it's always kind of a surprise to me when I hear someone saying like oh this so this game got updated so cool and I'm like oh shit yeah, yeah I realized like I do it specifically so I can see what is updating in case there's something worth posting about on Touch Arcade but yeah um, fair enough yeah it, but it is I mean most of them is like dumb stuff I don't care about like Facebook and stuff so um but yeah I uh, sneaky Sasquatch and then I want I'll give a shout out to um what the car i've been playing that actually with my kid too and he gets a a kick out of it but um what the car is the next game from the what the golf people and um it is so funny and just crazy and it's just well done top to bottom i would definitely suggest that game um we've been having a ton of fun with it oh Um, that's new too that just came out it just came out a month ago or something yeah um because what the golf was really cool but i actually kind of like this one better um but anyway, yeah, I, I feel you on that where it's like, hey, I have Apple Arcade, what should I play? And I'm like, I don't know, just download anything. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, just, just start downloading <laughs> you know, stuff. Try or... something, yeah. It's, you don't it's like it, delete free. it. Who cares? <clears throat> but I think it is good to have a recommendation of like, oh, you got to try this because it's really good. So yeah. anyway, yeah, Sean's list. I'll link that in the podcast, pat, pat, bleh, podcast notes um, in case anybody missed that. And uh, he's been doing a bunch of top 10 lists lately, which is... Uh, he ranked all the Final Fantasy games and all the Pokemon games on Switch, and uh, I feel like he's trying to he's trying to st- to stir up a hornet's nest, but nobody's really getting mad at his <laughs> his rankings. They're well, all kind of like, yeah, are I agree. Like, so so sensible. It's like, oh yeah, okay, I right. see that. <laughs> yeah, um, like you got to anyway. come out and post like a best Pokemon list where you like list that one that um, whatever one just came everyone out recently hates. where the that everyone yeah. hated or the performance was so bad. It's like yeah. this is the best <laughs> but definitive Pokemon. If you don't even bother playing the other ones, because this is the best one. The performance is amazing on the Switch, and yeah. like really, yeah. really lean into that. Really try to make people hate you. Did you uh, see the thing that I sent you today about the Chat GPT story on Reddit? Oh, uh, yeah, I looked at that. Uh, People learn how to game the system. Yeah, so this is pretty amusing. Like, so um, I've kind of suspected this has been happening for a while because like when I was first playing Diablo uh, 4, that was really the, well, no, I guess uh, Tears of the Kingdom was when I really first noticed it. It was like getting stuck on something specific and like searching for the specific thing that you're stuck on and just finding a story that's like, 
this has a lot of words it says like nothing and doesn't just answer my question yeah. and right. like just just reads weird so like the people on r slash world of warcraft um mm. posted <laughs> this thing about how they're they're so excited that blizzard finally induced introduced glorbo uh yeah. as this like you know character that they're finally adding to the game and like everyone w- went along with it right so it's like this like wildly upvoted i think it was like at the top of r slash wow for a couple days mm-hmm. uh you know ton of upvotes like a whole shitload of comments so they just made up a character yeah it's like made up a character get announced and, and pretended to be excited like, for it yeah yeah like made up a backstory for it and like talked about mm-hmm. all the stuff they were excited for and people like gave people like reddit gold for stuff and mm-hmm. and like they posted you know like the release date and uh, like all this other shit right and then this um this website uh the portal which i you know, probably you know just another gaming site like posted this chat gpt article that is like very 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 cl- clearly written by a bot but yeah. it's just like going on and on and on about like very authoritatively like this game announcement yeah. that is like all from this fucking reddit thread just like reformatted mm-hmm. into a news post yeah um and and everything else like like so I think... the, the bullet the bullet list is what sent me it was like key takeaways players express excitement for glorbo's arrival and its potential impact on the game <laughs> some players have reservations about the mandatory item click clack and its effect on casual players <laughs> the made-up names for stuff is so good <laughs> it's just like um, it's so fucking like if a human would looked at it, it would have been like i don't know about this one <laughs> well i think it's rad that like okay they defeated this you 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 beat the bot basically was like the mm-hmm. whole point of this or whatever but i also think it's very scary because if it's that easy to manipulate and then people are using ai for this in such crazy ways like information doesn't even exist anymore to me yeah. right there is no right there is no wrong there's no fact there's no fiction information doesn't mean anything anymore it's lost all meaning and i that's super scary to me well, um I, I think that the the big challenge for this is how the search engines are going to respond to this kind of stuff, yeah. right? Because like, I would argue that Google as a search engine, well, I mean, I guess if you look at kind of like the history of search engines in general, you know, it was like everyone kind of gravitated towards Google because it was like consistently returning like significantly more relevant search results when you just like right. search for anything compared to like yeah. Yahoo or Hotbot or Alta Vista or mm-hmm you know, SG's. dog pile or yes, yeah. geez, like all of those search engines, right? Like Google right. was like an evolutionary leap over these guys as far as like yeah. having yeah. very relevant stuff, no matter what you were looking for. And now it's like you, you search for stuff and it's just like AI content, like, you know, mm-hmm. clickbait, like, like all that yeah. stuff, which makes me wonder, like, if there's not going to be like another sort of Google to come out of nowhere that because like when google started it was just like oh yeah you know use yahoo hunt oh, track check out this new thing it's like made by these yeah. like right crazy computer scientist kids out of california like it's way better right you yeah. know and it just kind of exploded from there with like word of mouth it seemed like at least amongst people i knew so yeah. it'll be interesting to see if like the search algorithm people can like figure out a way to beat the chat gpt large language model algorithm people yeah. and yeah. where that all kind of like settles out right because that's like the good thing is it's fucked up is like reddit has gotten recently like at least when you search for something on reddit it's usually like written by a human based on their experiences right as opposed to i agree yeah like the fucking glorbo article (laughs) i hate i hate the ai stuff like bing i don't really use bing a whole lot but like their chat ai thing they're pushing so hard 
that um and it's just like nonsense to read it just sucks like uh i just wish it wasn't there anymore you know what i mean and and i just hate all this stuff and then i think i saw a headline today that was like um like chatbots can't even get like two plus two right anymore because they're so like fed with information that they've just like broken down and they can't even give you a reasonably right answer anymore at all um i don't know i feel like that's a a pretty big problem right there right because i feel like it was like amusing at first when you when all this stuff first started which by the way it was only a few months ago and um people are like oh my god i i fed this question in the chatbot and it like kind of got kind of got it right but it's like funny how wrong it got certain things and now it's just like all completely wrong like that's not good yeah yeah it's weird i don't know it's uh it was kind of it's kind of i don't i mean i who the fuck knows like I, I don't know where any of this stuff's going. Like, it's just, know, it sucks. I, it I just, just sucks. know it sucks. Yeah, that's my boat. <laughs> I don't like any of this. Maybe I'm just old, but. Yeah. Uh, uh. Okay, let's wrap things up because it's, I gotta, I gotta go eat lunch or something. Um, Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. And uh, please check us out on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash touch arcade. And uh, don't forget to do all your Amazon shopping through toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon. And send us emails at podcast at toucharcade.com because we love hearing from you. Um, So yeah, with all that, thanks again for listening. And we'll be back with another episode of the Touch Arcade show next time. See ya.